It's episode 76 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, um, I'm talking like this because I'm recording the podcast in someone's cupboard, and I'm watching them in their room. Uh, I was breaking into their house, and I was meant to have left a few hours ago, but then I'm stuck in the cupboard and haven't been able to leave. But I'm so dedicated to doing the podcast, I'm still going to record it. <laughs> I'm chatting shit. <clears throat> no, I'm whispering because listen, listen to that. Hear that, hear that, hear that, hear that voice. It is dreadful. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Dooby dooby doo doo. Ah! <laughs> um, I've always sat this for many a reason. One, not wearing enough clothes yesterday, staying out way too late way too late and obviously screaming it's coming home to everybody I saw uh, yeah 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 the England team um, look I'm fully behind this team I don't care I'm fully behind England I'm still not saying we but I support England I want England to win this World Cup I will think it'll be a madness did you see the scenes on Saturday right me and my mates we, we went to meet up to um I see my voice sounds alright now. I'm gonna have to drop. I'm gonna have to drop into my chest to talk, because my throat's just not there. So um, yeah, I wanted to meet some of my mates. We wanted to be outside to watch the game. And so um, what was that? Someone else here? What was here? Are they? Nah. You know when you're in the house, you think it's someone else in the house. I'm gonna have to kill someone. Or is it one of the people I live with? Anyway, I'm saying, uh, me, me and my mates go to the pub to watch the game. Uh, we want to be outside. So we called around um, in the week. And the pub we wanted to go to is the George in London Bridge. And we were told we are open at 11, but we expect queues from 10. And I was like, cool. I got there at 10. The queue already had about 100 people in. Just, just, this is at 10 in the morning. I think where I messed up this country is, right? They're queuing up for a pub and people have gone to Tesco, to Sainsbury's to get drink for the queue for the pub. Not water, no beers. Pre-pub beers. And you know, the game went on until three. People were getting battered that day. And if you saw what happened after the game, the scenes in London Bridge... Um, we was in a different part of London Bridge because we obviously did gear to that bar. We found a nice quiet bar. I say quiet, there's no quiet bars when England are playing. The atmosphere has been absolutely mental, man. It's been absolutely mental. This um, this whole thing, the whole World Cup. And it's just, it's been a good vibe. It's been a good vibe. Just people blurry-eyed, stumbling along the street with their top off going... It's coming home, boys. It's, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. No, it's like no one knows how to talk anymore. Everyone just grins. A stupid grin. It's coming home. No, but people just can't have normal conversations. Going to a petrol station. So, any fuel? It's coming home. At what pump? It's come in home sir are, are you buying fuel 
it's coming up. Just like that. <laughs> no one knows how to talk. Going to a bloody coffee shop. Hi, sir, welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order? It's coming out. Okay, is that a large or medium? It's coming out. Okay. Um, you, you like coconut milk with that? It's coming out. Okay, if you just wait at the end of the... There's a tilde. Um, we'll call out your order. What's your name, by the way? It's coming home. Is that spelled with two Ts? It's coming home. <laughs> it's like a whole different language. But, um, but it's been good. It's been good to watch the World Cup. Uh, I wasn't even excited about the World Cup before it came on. But then, just it's been quite great. It's been really good. It's been a really good World Cup. Really enjoyable. And if England get to the final, I swear to God, that Sunday... The economy will spike. The, cu- the country will make an extra billion pounds. But that Monday, oh my word. The money that will be lost through sick days, through damage to public property. <laughs> you see the guy jump off the bus through a bus stop. <laughs> the, guy... the man jumped off a double-decker bus onto the roof of a bus stop and just went right through the roof. When he was walking back from the pub yesterday, there's people climbing up lampposts, some prints jumping on ambulances, some people stormed Ikea. This is like, fuck it, old guys. And that is to get into the semi-final. If England win the World Cup, I don't know where I'd want to be. I don't know if I'd want to be in the safety of my home or just fully in the street, just joining the purge. <laughs> that's running around, it's coming home. I swear, it's it'll, it's be wild scenes, absolutely wild scenes, and just the Monday just be carnage. It'd be uh, it'd be like a war zone. People just gonna be injured. People have missing teeth, cuts on their faces. I mean, it sounds like just a normal night for me, but what I'm saying is, it's gonna be extra worse. But um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's just been a crazy, crazy great World Cup. And it's just, I'll be trying to cut down on the drinking as well during the World Cup because just what you start so early, you start so bloody early, man. Like yesterday, not yesterday, Friday. I'm recording this Sunday morning. Friday, I was meant to um, meant to not drink at all on Friday because I knew I was gonna have a big one on Saturday for the for the England for the Leds. I went out Friday. Well, it's not that. I was gigging Friday, sorry. And as I was leaving the office, it's okay. I'm gonna head to a pub to watch the game but I've got to be on my own so I'll just drink some water and it'll be totally fine what happened? no as soon as I was leaving the office someone goes hey come for a drink I was like uh, yeah okay went for one drink actually did go for one drink at work well done Darren bit of discipline then I go to the next bar my mates say hey we'll join you at the bar to watch uh, watch Brazil Belgium I was like fine Q's massive let me be the good mate I'll buy it Beers for everyone who's coming. So I bought eight bottles of beer. Right? That's fine. Eight bottles of beer. I buy a bucket of beer. I need to be told by my mates, we can't get in. Um, so we'll see you in the next pub. So now I'm stood there with eight beers. Luckily, I'll find another mate there to share some of them with. But then now I'm like four or five beers in. Bottles of beer. Um, yeah. And then watch the rest of the game in, in the other pub. Yeah, me being a cheapskate, because I bought those beers, I, I snuck them into the next pub. I know, it was so naughty. And then, 
then kicked, kicked Friday night. Thursday night I kicked as well. Stuff and just having to change your life just because football's on. I'm almost looking forward to the World Cup being over because I just can't take this. The, the energy is just too much. I mean, I'm on. I'm with it. I'm all football's coming home. I'm, I'm all on the bandwagon. But oh, it's just, it's just the energy. It's just it's so, it's so much. It's so intense as well. Like I, I support Tottenham, and Tottenham don't play in such high intense games every three days. You know, it's the beauty of the World Cup, but it's it's a test of your fitness. But talking about discipline, actually, another thing I've started doing this week: intermittent fasting. 16 and 8 that's what it's called right it's where I fast for 16 hours eat in an 8 hour window I don't just eat for 8 hours continuously um I guess that would probably defeat the point of the fasting it's meant to get your body into ketosis where you use your fat stores instead of carbohydrates to energise yourself and um apparently it's good for for weight loss and muscle endurance and concentration and all this good stuff you know so that's what we're trying to do and do you know what fasting for 16 hours easy helps that i sleep for about eight hours of that 16 so try it people so basically i stop eating at like 8 8 p.m 9 p.m depending which day it is and then i just won't eat until 12 or 1 the next day drink water I drink water and stuff and um yeah it's just made me realize how much i eat through just habit not through hunger my brain controls what i want to eat not my stomach i'll literally just be like what i was doing at work the amount of times i kept on reaching to my drawer just to put something in my mouth not hungry just habit like it got to 11 o'clock and i wasn't hungry but what I was wanting to do is I wanted to eat some chocolate and drink a cup of tea. Why? Because I think your body just craves sugar and there's sugar in flipping everything, man. It's like crack. I don't, I don't, well, I don't say it's like crack. I don't mean there's crack and everything. I think sugar's probably a bit more available than crack. But I mean, it's it's addictive and it's everywhere. If you ever like anything that's like fat-free probably has more sugar in salt-free, whereas more sugar, and it's like salt, sugar, fat. It's like this triangle that when one's, if it's free of one, it's high in the other. And it's nuts. And even like your healthy cereals, like muesli and stuff, high in sugar. So it's, it's hard. I'm trying to cut out sugar as well. And it's hard, man. Not because I love sugar that much, just because it's hard to find food that doesn't have it in. So... I've accepted natural sugars. They're going to be in things like fruit and stuff. But yeah, I'll just try and cut it out. Apparently a lot of nutritionists say there's one thing you're going to cut. Whether it be fat, salt. No, it's sugar. Cut out the sugar. So that's what I'm trying to do, people. So we see. Um, I guess this is a desperate attempt to get a summer body for going to Costa Rica in two weeks. <laughs> So I've been going gym as well, and here's the irony: the gym next to my house has been closed for a month, and in that month, I've gone to the gym more uh, than I have done in like the whole year. Even though I've had to get in my car and drive to the gym. Now, here's the irony here: some super irony. So now I've got into the mode of going to the gym. 
I'm, I'm back into that now. What do I go and do? Go and use my gym cards. And what happens in that time? The gym next to my house opens up. So now I can't go to the gym. It's one of those 24-hour gyms where it doesn't have any mans. Um, it's never like staffed when I go in there. So I don't know how I'm going to get a new gym card. And it's just such a pain that I can't go to the gym now. Um, I would have gone today. But again, they have no staff there. So I can't get in. Now, how stupid is that? This day and age, there's like there's no recourse for me to get into that gym. Because I don't have a bloody piece of plastic. Two things don't even sound like they're related. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's good technology. I can go in at any time if I have my card. But now I've lost my card. I need to speak to a bloody human. I don't know. But, um... Talking about old-fashioned stuff. My, uh, my mate's kid's got chicken pox. She's like four. And, uh, and I think both of them. Both kids. So four-year-old four daughter, two-year-old son. And um, both got chicken pox. And obviously he's saying it's long that they've both got chicken pox. But then, you know, that old thing, oh, well, at least they've got it now, so they're safe and they won't get it again. But it's is my thing about chicken pox, right? Why does is, why is it still exist? It feels like it's one of those illnesses that should have, like, gone with, like, scurvy and, like, rickets. You know, all those kind of things. Ah, do what? I've just said rickets out loud. I've just realised who my mate just sent me a picture of. <laughs> it was Michael Ricketts. Now it makes sense. But, um, anyway, sorry. Completely digress. Yeah, why, why does it still exist? Chicken pox. It feels like something that people should have stopped getting. Like, this, the last case which should have been, like, 1832. It should have been like a time where people still share their house with like actual livestock. It just feels like an outdated illness. Pox. Sounds like so warlike. You know what I mean? And then when Germany invaded Belgium, there was an outbreak of chicken pox. <laughs> it's just like, it just feels like that kind of old, old ass illness, man. But yeah. I don't know why people still get chicken pox. Does anyone know? Why is there no immunisation to it? I just feel like it should have stopped now. But, um, talking about kids. Was I even talking about kids? I don't know. I don't know if I was. I'm, I'm hot. I'm flipping melting. But, um, talking about kids. You see the, the guys in, is it China? In the cave. 12 kids, 12 boys. Thai. Thai, they're Thai. They're Thai. They're in a cave. On a school trip with a teacher. And they can't get the boys out. Well, four of them are out now. The four weakest boys have been taken out. Now, see the way my ego's set up. Even if I was dying, right? <laughs> if they went, right, Darren, you're going out first. I'm like, oh, yeah, brilliant, thanks. So, yeah, yeah, considering you're one of the weakest. They're like, what? Yeah, we're getting all the weakest ones out. So, you know, the strongest ones will stay in for a bit longer because they're more likely to survive. You know, you, I've seen you've been struggling with your breathing. Yeah, yeah, I know I have, but I'm not, I'm not weak. Yeah, but Darren, it doesn't really matter. Like we're getting you out of the cave. Cool, but let let Stephen go. Darren, you literally about to have an asthma attack. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to be called weak. So I'm just gonna stay in this cave. I'm, I'm actually gonna stay to the end. Um, I want to stay after the teacher. Um, just to show you guys I'm not weak. So, um, who else wants to get out of the cave first? You that can. But uh, Darren doesn't need to get out yet because I'm strong. 
Then I flipping die like three minutes later. <laughs> oh god. Oh god, mate. It is hot though, isn't it? I do love the weather like this, but I gotta be dressed for the weather. I might wear shorts today. I've never worn shorts on stage. But I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna bloody have to, mate. Because it's just I can't be dealing with the, the sweat around my crotch <laughs> if I wear jeans. Oh god, just baking. Actually baking, cooking myself in my jeans. But um <clears throat> I haven't been talking for. I haven't been talking for man. I've got to keep this podcast actually super short because my throat is in bits and I don't have any kind of strepsil or lozenge a lozenge to help my throat so yeah uh, I'm going to stop talking now and we'll just do a little bit do a little bit dear Deirdre do a little bit of I don't want to call my own website stupid phone why do you do that why do you shout at phones it's me it's me I can't type but it's my phone's fault right uh right let's have a look at the the drink let's have a look at the there you go right dear Deirdre I can't forget the old flame I cheated on my husband with even though we can never be together why I have never I've I have been having fantastic sex with an old flame but we can never be together my marriage is dead I'm 45 my husband is 47 so just leave it. Why, why are you still in your dead marriage? Is it for the kids? We have been together for 15 years, but hardly talk to each other now. He's rude, uncaring and selfish. Even our 13-year-old daughter and 11-year-old son are fed up with him. Dad, we're fed up with you. What? You talk to your mother, ain't you? She be calling me rude, uncaring and selfish. You know what? That woman, she wasn't such a cold-hearted cow. I want to be like this. Anyway, my sister says I should walk Work, sorry, work on my marriage. But too much water has passed under the bridge. So I then leave. Um, a few years ago, I found an old boyfriend on Facebook. He's my age. We dated in our teens, and he was crazy about me. He was lovely, good-looking, and funny. But his strict parents made him study, so I hardly ever got to see him. I dumped him, and he was heartbroken. Yes, I dumped him because he worked really hard to probably, you know, be successful at life. So he's loving and caring and he's hard working. He's probably going to provide a great future and stable household for me. But no, I need to see you right now. So I'm, do you want, do you want, because I can't see you enough. I'm never going to see you at all. That's my, that's my suggestion. See the dumb logic there? I'm leaving this relationship because I don't see you enough. Ah, that's my solution. Stop seeing you completely. Yes, that's right. That's right. This is dumb. That isn't how you fix a deficiency, is it? What you do is you become really creepy and you apply for a job at your partner's workplace, even if it's not your profession. Is there a doctor, yeah, and you're a mechanic? Guess what? You learn to fix shit in a hospital. That's what you do. And you just pop up all the time. It's like, hi, babe. It's like, um, great. You know, I'm in the middle of surgery right now. Like I'm in the theatre and my hand is literally inside this man's chest. 
I know, but I was thinking I haven't seen you since lunchtime, so it'd be lovely if we could spend, you know, today together. You haven't even spoke to me your whole shift because I've been in theatre all day. I know that's why I'm in theatre too, because I love you. I need to see you more. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you dumped a guy who, who you really liked. You're a dickhead, so carry on though. When I found him on Facebook, I had just been dumped by another guy I was cheating with. And I was very hurt. <laughs> oh my God, who are you? When I found him again, let me let me read that again. When I found him on Facebook, when I found him again on Facebook, I had just been dumped by another guy I was cheating with and I was very hurt. Wow. I met my ex. We had takeaway and drank wine. Then we had sex. Oh God, you are an amazing person. I couldn't get away fast enough the next morning. He was so in love with me, but I was still hooked on the guy who dumped me and it just didn't feel right. Oh God. It's all too soon for my last affair. <laughs> what is going on in the world, man? This isn't what this can't be what relationships are. This can't be what marriages are, man. Where are these normal marriages? No, no marriage is plain sailing, but you're heartbroken over your ex who you was never actually with because you was cheating on your husband with the person. This is so EastEnders. Life's a mess. I messaged him the next day to explain and we went our separate ways again. Then three months later, I sent him another Facebook message and he replied. I couldn't believe it after the way I treated him. We started texting, then phoning. He said I was like a breath of fresh air and he was so happy to be in touch again. Now, he's now married with two children, but we eventually met. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. So, there's there's a time difference here. You you met him before, cheated with him, soon after another affair. It seems like you stopped talking and now he's got married in that time. He's now married with two children, but we eventually met. We got a room at a motorway hotel, classy, and spent the afternoon having the most wonderful sex. It was so special. I don't see you know when people meet up to cheat. I don't get that. I mean, I'm not saying cheating's better in different circumstances, but the meeting up. So I'm I'm just morals aside. I'm just way too too hypochondriac. I think just the moment I step into a hotel with a woman that's not my woman, I just think someone's just gonna just walk around the corner in the lobby like, "Hi, Darren. Hi, Nia. Oh no, you're not." Naomi, mm, hi, who's this one? So, ah, uh, yeah, just, she's just, um, she's just uh, uh, a mate. Yeah, just, just a mate. Person shouts from back from reception. Excuse me, Mr. Griffiths, your super sleazy room is, is, is available now. If you want to, you and your, you and your piece on the side, your side piece, if you want to go into your room and have that extra marital sex, do you two want to do that? Um, your, your key's just here on the, on the side thanks that's a look back at my friend who's like um, yeah mate I'm going to pretend I didn't see you here because <laughs> that's what I would do if I saw someone I knew and they weren't with their wife or they weren't with their husband I would just be like I, I, please don't see me I'd be hiding from them so no I don't know how these people do it but anyway we got a room at motorway hotel and spent the afternoon having the most wonderful sex the afternoon do you have jobs it was so special. Then he changed. He started to back off. We would chat on the phone, but it was like we were just mates because you are just mates now. 
Um, he always had an excuse for not seeing me. Yeah, like his wife and his kids. Now that always, that's always a real hindrance, you know. Hey, babe, I'd see you more, but I'm married, so can't really get the time. Anyway, <laughs> I was confused because I'd fallen in love with him. You need to start falling in love with the guy you're married to. You're crazy. Um, if he told me he did not want me now, I know I could not handle the rejection, so I've blocked him from my life. Oh, there you go. I had to do it to keep my sanity, but I miss him so much. Again, you want to talk to him more, so you've blocked him. You, you, you've got terrible ways of dealing with things. And just please leave your husband, for fuck's sake. Selfish, uncaring, yeah, because you've bloody cheated on him. Like, if we just forgot that, it's all your husband's fault why you're getting your flipping tonsils rearranged by matey in a bloody holiday in just like bloody motorway junction. Anyway, there we go, dear Deirdre. I think my husband's cheating on me with a hotel barmaid. Should I confront her? I'm worried my husband is up. I'm worried. No, I'm worried what my husband is up to when he works away. There you go. He always stays in the same hotel when he works uh, from his firm's other office. All right. So, okay, that, that makes sense. Because we say he always stays in the same hotel when he works away. It's like, I know that I'm, you know, working in Amsterdam, but I'm going to stay at this hotel in Manchester. Oh, no, no reason, no reason, no reason. It's just, I could come home, I could, I suppose, but I'm just going to stay in the Hotel Manchester. I just, there's no reason. No reason. What? Is that lipstick on your collar? Yes. Anyway, Darren, focus, finish this podcast. When he works from his firm's other office, I recently went with him for a break and I noticed the barmaid gave him a very familiar smile when he went to get the drinks. Yeah, because he always stays at that hotel. Jesus Christ. He just looked away and didn't acknowledge her. Oh. That doesn't necessarily mean he's cheating, but it may mean he's he's gone back to his room and wanked over the idea of banging her a lot of times. I think she assumed I was a work colleague and she was openly flirting with him all when she came to collect the empties, but he ignored her. She avoided us the rest of the evening. The next night, she wore a low-cut top. Oh, dear. And would keep looking at my husband. She... She clearly did not realise we were a couple. And I saw him staring at her. Okay, this this might be... This might be... You might Your suspicion your suspicion may be valid here. I cannot help feeling something has gone on between them. He's... 30, why do they always say the ages? He's 30, I'm 29. We have been together for three years. But he is not easy to talk to about something like this. Should I go with him again to the hotel and ask the barmaid why she's flirting with him? Uh, yeah... Yeah, all right. I think that's what you do. You don't let her know that you're his wife, though. You just go up to her. And you just chat some lovely girl chat and talk about your colleague. God, oh, he's so fit. Do you think he's fit? Didn't she? Like, yes. And because of that, I've been banging him. And that's when you have to keep your composure. Be like, mm-hmm, really? Just take a long sip of your drink. Hmm, interesting. Please tell me more. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. That's, that's what I can say, man. That's what I can say. Right. That's the podcast done because um, my throat is hurting too much and I need it to do the gig. So, uh, yeah. 
shout I shout to everyone who I watched perform on Saturday as well. So that's Dave Baptiste, Slim, um, Alistair Williams, Michael Odawale, and Judy Love. You're all amazing. Bumped into Baba Tunde and his wife as well. So hung out with them for a bit. And also uh, met Troops. Troops from Arsenal TV. And Flex as well from United TV. So just meeting all these great people. They're all, they're all fantastic to hang out with. And like I said, it's just a mood. Football's coming home. Next time I'm doing this podcast, um, England may either be on their way to playing in the World Cup final or they would have played in the third and fourth playoff the day before. All right, people, keep it, keep, uh, keep listening, sharing, comment, and give me some feedback. And I'm sorry about my shit voice. Speak to you later. Bye.